Hello, hello, and welcome to the Bellingham Real Estate Podcast. I'm Paul Balzotti. I'm here with Lee Demuth Rosales. Hello. <laughs> welcome, Lee. And today we are going to talk about home buyer tips and just home buyer strategies in this new market with the market shifting. So we'll cover some strategies and some tips and learn a little bit, a little bit more about you. You have been in real estate. You'd been in real estate for a couple of years with another real estate team. Mm-hmm. And then you joined John L. Scott. What has it been about? What has it been since you joined us? February 1st. February 1st. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you just side note, uh, Lee also was on the other side of the transaction when I helped my mom buy her house here. Yes. And that's how I met you. Yep. And I thought she is such a fabulous realtor. That I wanted you to someday join Donald Scott, and it's been amazing. (laughs) And you've been um, crushing it with buyers. And so let's start by talking about that. So, you know, we're in a new market. You know, it's been slowing down. But how many buyers are you working with right now? And how has that been going? Well, so I have two pending buyers right now. And then I have four other buyers that I'm working with that, um, you know, it has been a tough conversation in the last couple months or the last month, especially of, you know, shifting expectations because of interest rates. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the the most important thing is just being able to educate all of my clients on other options that, that they may have or, um, you know, maybe looking at exterior towns of Bellingham. There's Linden, Ferndale, um, Nugent's Corner, where I live. Love that place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's just been – for me, I've – I think I already had a good system set up before things happened. And I, my buyer's consultations, I really do just try to set the proper expectations of what they're about to experience. And that yeah. way things aren't bombarding them, you know, as they're happening. Like, right. you know, getting stickers sh- or getting shocked of, of interest rates and what they are and where they are. So being on top of knowing where interest rates are that day is really important. Yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) absolutely. And you definitely that is a big thing is buyer consultations. Mm -hmm. Um, Some realtors just go and just will start meeting buyers out at houses, we make a big deal about meeting with the buyer and going having a proper consultation, which it sounds like you're doing, which is great. So you have a couple buyers with pending deals, you're working with a few others, you team up with um, Mira Gregory on some things. So do you guys kind of just with buyers, and I, I, we didn't talk about this before, but I was just curious, do you guys just kind of more back each other up mm-hmm. as far as for showings, things like that? So, but yeah. you kind of have your own clientele and then you kind of cover for each other kind of thing? Yeah. And I mean, if if we get a client together through being through our team, yeah. um, we'll, we'll, one of us takes lead because yeah. we do feel like it can get overwhelming for a person to have two people. But yeah. we loop each other in on all conversation, you know, yeah. group texts, emails, so that the other person knows exactly where, they, where the client is in yeah. the process. So that if for any reason something, you know, I got sick for a week or something, who knows, um, yeah. but life happens. If for any reason that happens, Mira or I can just pick up right there and we know exactly where that buyer is what houses they're looking at what their interests are um so we have a full understanding of where all the clients are yeah so that's 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 really ideal is that there a buyer would be getting all of your experience and and expertise but then you do have a good backup system Mm -hmm. and and support system that way um the way you guys work so i love the way your team dynamic works now let's give a quick market update yep so um the the summary is is the beginning of the year Half a month supply of inventory, you know, crazy. But everybody yeah. knows all the bidding wars of all the craziness. Yep. We had up to 85 to 90% of homes selling in the first 30 days. Now we're down to just under 50% selling in the first 30 days. Mm-hmm. 
rates went from the threes to up higher high sixes at this moment and what is what's today today october second third october third is when this is being recorded <laughs> yep. so as of october third they're in the high sixes and the supply of inventory has increased and um and from under a month supply to three months which is three months would still be considered a pretty strong market but more yeah. balanced right yeah. and then the other really meaningful stat is home appreciation. So appreciation was up to 20%. Mm-hmm. And then it's, we've, home prices have settled down four or 5% decreasing this summer mm-hmm. and then settled out the last couple months. So that's kind of the little snapshot at this exact moment. So how are you preparing buyers when you're sitting down with them and you're saying, okay, this is a new market, um, higher rates. It's harder to qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of buyers feel priced out, right? right? Um, as rates have gone up, they were looking at a house for six or seven hundred thousand. All of a sudden, now the rate went up another point. It makes the payment not affordable. So, what are you doing? What are you talking to them about to try to make it work? Yeah, so we definitely talk about um, getting a seller seller credit. So, depending on you know where where they're off, how much they're willing to offer. Obviously, if we're offering under list price, there's a certain point where you can't really ask for everything under the stars. Right, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, if we're offering list price or somewhere very close to it, I'd say, you know, a seller credit to buy down their interest rate or pay for their closing costs so that, you know, they can be in a little financially better situation up front. Um, I also talked to them about really shopping around for a lender um, because, right now, you'd be surprised at how many different lenders actually have very different rates. So just asking them to do their homework and really just try to shop around. I know it's a lot of paperwork, trust me, <laughs> but I do think it's worth it if it saves you thousands of dollars. So, and portfolio lenders, especially, you know, they hold their loans in house. They don't sell them to a second market. So they have the opportunity to maybe be a little bit more competitive. Um, so yeah, things like that, just to try to help my clients understand that even though what they're reading is like interest rates are high, there's so many options that we can come up with. And then also just making sure that I do, you know, a market analysis of the property that they're wanting to make an offer mm-hmm. on and seeing what else is out there and making sure we're, you know, that the, the price is right for them. Or if we find, you know, if we discover that maybe we can come in a little under and it's still it's still a good deal, you know, that's yeah. something that we talk about too. Yeah. Um, you brought up a couple of really good points there with the buy down. You know, one thing that a lot of people don't realize is, you know, a year or two ago, the reason why they weren't hearing about that wasn't just because rates were already low. It's because when rates were at 3%, buying it down the way the market worked, it didn't even really pencil out. Mm -hmm. But now in almost every situation, um, if you buy it down and you plan on holding that property for three to five years or longer, the rate difference, the lower rate is paid for itself. So if you pay yep. more upfront, you can get a lower rate yeah. and in a really meaningful way. So that's a really good point. And then, yeah, having the seller just negotiating more, that's a good mm-hmm. point as far as just, yeah, once you get into the deal. So you, let's say you get their closing cost, you negotiated the price down, you, um, they bought down the rate, got the rate down. How is the dynamic changed and how is like your negotiation changed over the last few months versus really the last couple of years? Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> Very loaded question. Yeah, what, yeah. What ways to answer well, that? Well, I did want to start off by saying when I started in real estate, it was, you know, the fresh pandemic times. Right. Um, and I was taught back then, 
as everyone should have been, to do a market analysis yeah. of any, you know, so you can coach your clients on the value of the home and, you know, if it's overpriced or, you know, things like that. Well, very quickly, I realized it doesn't matter at that time. <laughs> at, that time. Yeah. at that time, it was just like everyone's going to pay whatever they can pay to get the house. Now, I love being able to come back to that and show my clients, you know, the value of what I bring to the table of the education that I can provide them. And I do think doing those market analysis for them and having those conversations makes them feel confident because they're like, yes, I know what I'm doing. I know that the numbers matter, the numbers work. But that's a really good point because, you know, everyone was more excited to buy six months or a year ago. Yeah, the rates were lower. And so that helped in that respect. But it was a lot more difficult time to buy. Mm -hmm. And you had to throw kind of some rationale out the window. Yep. And so being able to take your time yes. and go through these consultations, run the numbers, look at buy downs, run analysis on the house, mm -hmm. you know, that's nice. It and is. so and so it is I like love a smart. Yeah. And so it's <laughs> it's way better. We get to do our job more, yeah. but the buyer gets to actually analyze and think logically as much as possible about the biggest investment they're ever going to make. Exactly. So it makes, yeah, it's a huge deal and to be able to do that. And inspections are back. Yeah. And you can actually negotiate for repairs. Yeah. And, you know, really go to bat for your client in a way that we haven't been able to do for a while. Well, and another thing I just thought about was when uh, when rates were really low, you, you brought up shopping lenders too. Mm -hmm. When rates were really low... It you know, didn't matter. Well, <laughs> they yeah, were all only, pretty similar. Yeah, not yeah. only that, but the loan officers were so busy, mm -hmm. and um, and they were, you know, it was taking a while for them to get back to you, things like that. Now all the loan officers, they're not doing refinances, right? Mm -hmm. So they're all super hungry for business, right? So even though the rates are higher, if you are shopping rates, like you said, mm -hmm. and you say, "Hey, I got this from this, this from this," they are all motivated for business right now, right? Because they're not doing refinances, they're totally dependent on purchases. So you can shop them and get a little bit better rate mm -hmm. um, than you would otherwise by just right. asking, you know, just by kind of working that a little bit that way too. Right. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess that was the that's the preparation and the process of right. and some of the things you you do now more than you could before. But yeah, you just touched on inspection being one of them. What else is happening or what else have you ran into this last few months that has been kind of different where you've been able to negotiate something in or just or what else has kind of happened in your buyer process lately that like is new? Right, right. Well, yeah, now that we have inspections, just yeah. negotiating for certain repairs. Yeah. Um, and that that's a big, big win. I mean, obviously, sellers want to sell now and yeah. buyers are harder to come by. So they're a little they're, you know, a lot willing to be to compromise a lot more than they would before. Yeah. And then also at the appraisal stage, I haven't had this happen yet, but if a, if a low appraisal comes in, we can negotiate for that price. You That's know? true. So those, you know, these are all things that we now get to do during the pending process that have been near non-existent. <laughs> yeah, I think we and had almost no inspection. Yeah. I mean, we were down to very few inspections right. and you're using that as a, as a negotiation point now yep. too. Mm-hmm. What about um, kind of moving forward? So when you have buyers asking you, you know, what do you think is going to happen over it? Because some people could buy this right. fall or winter. Right. Or you could wait until the spring. You know, how do you have that How do you have that conversation just with had buyers? Conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just had this conversation. I, you know, it's tough. I don't have a crystal ball. Um, and, that, you know, I try to tell people that. But what I do know is, you know, the information that you have today, you're, you can be certain of, right? Interest rates are where they are today. You can lock it in. I mean, 
we we're hearing rumblings of almost 8% interest rate coming up. I feel like my the best thing for a buyer to do is go with what they know right now instead of trying to guess what's going to happen in you know 6 months mm-hmm. or like you said ride it out and see if buying in the spring is better. But I also tell my clients, you know, it really depends on your situation. If you have to move now, we're, we'll get you something, we'll get you situated if you have the ability to wait. You know, if that's if you feel like that's the better choice for you, then we'll do that, but um, I will admit that I am not a pushy <laughs> realtor. <laughs> yeah, um, which but, is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, my thing is I just educate my clients and I provide them the data right. and the information and then kind of defer to letting them make the choice that they feel comfortable with. And typically people make, yeah, p- t- people feel confident about a decision if they're educated on it. Yeah. So, you know, with my clients – the client that I was having that conversation with, he said, well, my lease ends in December. Let's start then. Okay, mm. great. That's when we'll start because um, then he can go month to month. But, you know, as far as feeling rushed to buy now, he was just like, well, you know, based on what I said about what what is your situation need, he decided, okay, we'll just wait till December. Whatever interest rates are, you know, they are what they are then. And we also talked about, I think one, a lender told me this, but it was marry the house, date the rate. I mm-hmm. think that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Theory, yeah, you can always refinance in the future when interest rates are in a, in a better place. Mm-hmm. You could do an arm loan depending on you know your situation and what you qualify for. But there, yeah, so I just try to I just try to have that conversation with people of we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We at least know what interest rates are today. Are you comfortable with where they are today financially? Great. Yes. No. Then we can kind of you know take the conversation in whichever direction depending on who, the client and what their answers are. And you mentioned arm loan, and, and for somebody listening that doesn't know, an arm loan is a seven-year or a five-year or a ten-year mm-hmm. interest rate lock instead of a thirty-year, yep. which is at a lower rate than right. the thirty-year rate. And that's a good point. And a lot of people are locking in on on arm rates right now, which makes a lot of sense. And I love what you're saying as far as just educate the person on what they're where things are at, and then let them decide mm-hmm. on what's the best time to right. buy. Um, because I, I feel like a lot of times what people have a hard time wrapping their head around is, is they're trying to time things this certain way. Mm-hmm. And then usually I'll ask them, you know, are you five years out or you or, or how long do you plan on holding this house? Yeah. And most people are buying a home for five years yes. or seven years yeah. or 10 years. And then it's like, okay, if, if home prices are 2% higher, 3% lower in the next six months, you know, is that going to, in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of the house too, yeah. right? Yes. It's kind of like, can we find them the house? Yes. that. Yep. And, um, and yeah. And then, but if you were to guess, I'm just going to make you do it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to actually, okay. but, but if you were to guess, and this is just straight up, like what, like you had to put money on it 12 months from today. Um, do you expect, would you think they'd be about the same, a little lower, a little higher home values? I think, Honestly, I think it'll be a little higher. Um, And the reason I say that is because I personally believe Bellingham is just going to continue to grow. There are always people relocating here. Um, I had an influx of clients this year that were parents buying houses for their kids, either kids that were in college that they just – rental prices just didn't make sense to their parents. So they're like, well, we'll just buy a house for you, rent out rooms, and, you know, while their kid's in college. You know, so there's – all different types of people buying here for different reasons. People retiring, people buying for their kids. Like I said, people relocating here. It's just, there's always people moving here. It's such a beautiful location. I could go on about Bellingham. Yeah. But, <laughs> but with that said, yeah, I just, I see, 
maybe maybe just leveling out, but also just maybe getting that one to one to three percent kind of appreciation in a year. I, I see that personally, but yeah. You know. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And maybe nationally, maybe it's down a little bit. Right. You know, but that's nationally, right? right. And so there's a different supply and demand everywhere. Exactly. And so um, I agree with you. And it probably has a lot to do with what rates do. Mm-hmm. But if home prices go down a little bit more, it'd be because rates are higher. Exactly. And then that's not really better for a buyer either. So, right. um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't really see it being that much better at any given point in the next year it's hard to say Mm -hmm. but um but yeah i think the summary here is is just educating the buyer hopefully they learned a little bit here right now yeah (laughs) um, about buy downs Mm -hmm. arm options um getting educated portfolio lenders Mm -hmm. shopping your rate Mm -hmm. and then um you know doing an analysis when you buy the house or when you're writing your offer just and then coming up with a logical kind of negotiation point and Mm -hmm. kind of taking it from there so Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Well, thank you, Lee, yeah, for jumping on. And um, thank you for listening or watching. Thank you. <laughs> Please um, le- leave it a five-star review if you're on iTunes or a like on YouTube. And I uh, appreciate it, guys. Cheers. Have a good day.